Hey, folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. This week, the Blues hosted the Winnipeg Jets, and my kids were home from school, and I was routinely checking the GameTime app to check on the latest prices for the Blues and Jets. And the coolest thing is you can uh, refresh it minute after minute and see that the prices change. And if you find a price in your range, pull the trigger on tickets uh, to the game. I'm going to continue to use it to find the best price on tickets for my son and daughter and I as we look to go to a Blues game. Well, now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what you do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app, create an account. Then under the billing section, redeem the code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make some moves quick and score some last-minute tickets. to episode 26 of We Went Blues with Bear Jackman, the former Blues defenseman, and Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic St. Louis. Jack's a big day today in St. Louis. Uh, we are recording prior to the announcement this afternoon. The, the NHL will announce the all-star rosters for all four divisions. That game on January 26th at Enterprise Center, as you know, being in St. Louis. Uh, everybody getting excited about the stars coming to town, and today we'll find out who they are. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a huge day. Hopefully, uh, we have three or four uh, members of the Blues uh, representing in, at the All Star Game, but uh, it, it's a huge uh, event. It's going to be a lot of fun for the fans. They they got all different uh, activities. Even if you're not going to the game or the skills, you're going to have uh, you know some fan fest and some different interactive things that uh, will be pretty neat. Even if you're not able to get, uh, I, I take it for the for the games. We've given uh, the fans, the listeners uh, to our podcast, who we think the Blues All-Stars uh, might be, but we'll update that in just a minute. Also, we want to talk about just what a great time in St. Louis this is uh, for hockey fans. You have uh, the Winter Classic a few years ago. You have the uh, All-Star Game coming to town. There's been arena renovations. Right now, Jax, I'm out at Centene. You've been out here a ton of times. Uh, the practice facility is just phenomenal. There is no better time in Blues hockey uh, than what we have right now. That also coincides with the team on an eight-game winning streak. Jax, these uh, eight-game winning streaks, uh, seven games uh, earlier in the season, 11 games last year, they just seem to be commonplace uh, for the St. Louis Blues. So we also want to get into that. And then later on in the podcast, Jax, I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Not for us. Uh, I make the same one every year, and it never pans out. Uh, But we want to give our uh, New Year's resolutions for the Blues. Everything seems to be going uh, really well. Uh, but uh, every team has things to work on, and we want to see what uh, your thoughts are for the St. Louis Blues. So that's what we have in store for Episode 26 of We Went Blues. But let's talk about uh, the All-Star Game and uh, these rosters. Uh, we projected them at The Athletic uh, the other day. If you didn't see that yet, take a peek. Uh, we gave who we thought uh, would be selected from each of the division teams. Um, Jacks for the St. Louis Blues, I think it comes down to how many players are they going to get. Uh, I think there's a strong possibility that they just get three. And if they get three selections, I think David Perron, Mr. Overtime, has to be on that list. 
I think Alex Petrangelo has been phenomenal again last night uh, in the win. And I think after that, you know, a lot of people want Jordan Bennington. Uh, when I projected it, uh, it was tough to, to get him on there with Connor Hellebuck and Ben Bishop uh, being goalies in the central. And then also you have a debate between Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen. So uh, for me, David Perron, Alex Petrangelo, and uh, probably Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, those three uh, uh, I think are uh, definitely on there. But, uh, you know, it's tough when you have, uh, you know, such a strong division to, uh, you know, and you have to have representation from every every team to to actually get who you want and, and get a large uh, con- contingent from one team. But they usually look at the, uh, you know, who's hosting and, and they might sneak an extra guy in there. So, uh, yeah, Petro, uh, Bennington, uh, Perron, and hopefully, um, you know, a guy like uh, Ryan O'Reilly, who's who's done a lot for this team in his, his two years here. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, debate that goes into this. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, a little bit sided uh, one-sided towards the uh, the home team, and, and hopefully that uh, is is the place this year. There's going to be some uh, injuries. I know just uh, uh, the announcements will be made today, but uh, the game's not played until later in the month, so even guys that get selected uh, today might not be able uh, to play. Also, you have the issue of uh, players opting out of the All-Star game, and this week we had the news that uh, Alex Ovechkin is going to skip for the second time uh, this year. I wanted your thoughts as, as a former player and, and a guy who knows what kind of honor this would be to play in the All-Star, what it's like to see some of the superstars uh, bow out. And, and we understand, you know, the reasons that they want to keep their body fresh for the second half and their commitment is to their team, the Washington Capitals, uh, leading the NHL standing. So Ovi's got another chance to win a cup. Uh, but what do you think about a star like Alex Ovechkin opting out of the All-Star game? Yeah, um, you know, so a few years ago they made the rule if you if you do not participate after being selected, you have to sit out a game either prior or uh, you know right after the uh, the game is played. So uh, he's got, uh, I think they're playing in uh, against the Islanders right before, and I think against uh, uh, Montreal right after. So um, he's got a decision to make in which uh, game he sits out, and it's a uh, you know pretty hefty. Uh, uh, you know, uh, a salary that he's given up as well. So, um, but you know, you look at these guys. Ovechkin's been to you know selected on twelve or fourteen uh, you know straight All Star uh, uh, games, and you know this is a, a time that uh, he's getting up there in age and he wants to take a break and uh, have the full ten days instead of just having you know a couple days on one side of it and and a couple on the other. So, I, I don't blame him. He's been the face of uh, the NHL for so many years. He's he's been uh, you know looked upon to to kind of carry a lot of the uh, the entertainment and for him to you know take a break and and say that I'm going to uh, you know take care of myself and I, I have no problem with that he he's done his share and and uh, is going to get a, a well deserved break and, and get ready for the second part of the season and I believe this will be the fifth year that they've gone to the the format with the divisional teams the three on three obviously a lot of excitement I think that first year was it in uh, Nashville the first time they did the three on three yes it was yeah and uh, you were there just uh, you recall how excited fans were to see that format yeah, it was good. I, I was I was there. Obviously, I wasn't selected. Uh, right. Bringing it up, but <laughs> I thought that was um, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My son, uh, Kate, and I we went down and uh, uh, we enjoyed the the skills competition. And then, yeah, when it came to the game, uh, a lot of people weren't sure what to expect, but. 
yeah, everybody was excited. It was uh, uh, John Scott was out there and uh, you know dishing and uh, became the MVP and uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool to see uh, you know for my son and I just to you know hear the story and follow along with a guy that uh, you know he's six foot six, six foot seven and and you know was kind of voted in as a as a joke or a publicity thing. Uh, you know just the fans getting on, on board to uh, to get him in there and then he ended up being you know the the greatest story uh, with his family being there and and uh, you know kind of a swan song for his career so uh, that was a pretty uh, you know one of those stories that comes out of the all-star game and but the, yeah the three-on-three three was uh, was was pretty uh, entertaining to watch uh, I watched a lot of that uh, from the bench and overtimes uh, you know at the end of my career and uh, but uh, yeah it's, <laughs> it's entertaining for uh, uh, for the fans and the players you get to be a little bit more creative and, and make some plays instead of the you know the five on five four on four where it just seemed like it uh, the all-star games just turned into you know a trap uh, trap game and and really uh, you know guys just trying not to get hurt and and really it was it was a little bit embarrassing <laughs> and Jax, they've changed the way they do the all-star game uh, throughout the years they've, they've changed the rosters they've changed a lot of things but uh, you know, I think that this three-on-three three, uh, format uh, still works. I don't think the novelty is worn off yet. You know, everybody gets into the the overtime games, and especially the skill level of these players, the ones that we'll see uh, coming to St. Louis. Uh, the game is fun to watch. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, uh, you know, the, there's different uh, aspects of the game that uh, you know are, are kind of brought out with some uh, you know personalities too. And you know, you get guys mic'd up, you get. Uh, uh, I think they're doing some new, uh, you know, tracking systems and jerseys and, and things like that. So uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, different uh, experiences for the fans. So the All-Star Game will be coming to St. Louis uh, in late January. And, Jack, I just wanted to touch on, I know we've talked about it before, but, uh, you know, I don't think people in St. Louis can get enough of it. Uh, you know, for years and years and years, the Blues uh, couldn't, you know, sniff the Stanley Cup finals, let alone win one. And now we're talking in a few-year span uh, a winter classic, uh, st- stadium renovations. We're talking about the all-star game. You know, I just wanted to get your thoughts uh, as someone who was drafted by this organization and has been around for a long time, what all of this means uh, to the organization, That the fact that it's happened in such a short time. I mean, take us back to that, that winter classic and playing in that alumni game. I really do think that that event was the event that just kind of kicked off everything and started to put the blues on a huge upswing. Yeah, that that event was amazing, and you know the fans really made it. Having, uh, I think we had fifty thousand uh, or forty forty something thousand people out for an alumni game. Uh, it was it was so cool. And actually, uh, I'm in Nashville right now, and I was talking to Chris Mason last night uh, over a couple uh, man sodas. And, uh, <laughs> of course, but uh, yeah, we were you know we we're talking. Uh, you know, Mason's coming into town for the All Star Weekend, and. and uh, we're going to play in an alumni game at the Centene on the 23rd, actually. So uh, that'll be, uh, you know, another event that's put on with uh, a lot of uh, NHL alumni, not just uh, St. Louis Blues. But, yeah, going back to that Winter Classic, uh, it, it was amazing. Mason and I talked about it walking in, and, you know, you got Wayne Gretzky, Al McInnes, Brett Hall. Uh, you know, you just got some, some amazing names that were all, you're, you're looking around the room, and Red Berenson is, uh, you know, is the coach, and, uh, you know, I, I was I was nervous. Uh, you know, May said the same thing. He had butterflies. I think that was the most nervous I've I've been going into a to a hockey game. Just you know, being 
freshly retired all the older guys are like hey you're gonna be playing a lot so you better be good and <laughs> you know, getting getting pressure by uh by holly and, and wayne gretzky is something i've never uh never felt before but <laughs> yeah the whole experience being outside and uh you know you're just laughing you're hearing uh you know holly and and his comments and you know chasers chirping everybody and it was uh it was just fun to to experience that and uh it was a huge honor and i know it's uh difficult for listeners of the podcast uh to understand the importance of the arena upgrades and then the practice facility uh jacks you know unless you come to a practice like there's people pouring in right now as we're doing the podcast into the practice facility um it, it's hard to uh, comprehend what this means to the organization. Same with down at Enterprise Center. Look, I'm around a lot of uh, sports writers that come to town and they're at all 31 rinks. And, you know, they had uh, Scott Trade Center and then early on when it was called Enterprise Center uh, as ranked as bottom five in the league. And it, it was an arena that was 25 years old and was in need of uh, significant upgrades. And, and Tom Stillman, Chris Zimmerman and the Blues uh, really worked hard to get those improvements uh, made, and it looks dandy. And the people that come into uh, St. Louis now, some of those reporters say that this is, you know, one of the top ten rinks in the league. So I think some of the things off the ice that people don't necessarily see, especially if you don't come to St. Louis, they're all part of this growth. Yeah, and it, it comes down to the fans uh, that really made it happen. If the fans weren't coming into the building um, and and supporting the team, no matter what the the building looked like, then um, you know, there, there would have been a second thought and, and it would have been as easy to fight for, uh, for that money. Um, but yeah, the, the upgrades were all needed. Um, just the, uh, you know, on the concourse, you just it needed to be brightened up uh, a lot more, uh, you know, kiosks and, and restaurants and, and just, you know, fan friendly, uh, environment. And then, you know, down below, uh, you know the 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 dressing room was was starting to kind of you know fall apart a little bit and it was pretty outdated but if you have state of the art facilities it's easier to you know maybe invite a free agent uh to come in and say hey look what you're going to walk into every day this is going to be you know here's your weight room here's your uh your medical room where you can get your treatments here's a you know the hot tub where you can warm up in but there's a lot of different uh aspects to you know drawing people in and and you know if a uh, visiting team too is coming in and the place looks a little bit nicer, then you start thinking about, Hmm, I wonder, you know, what the, the main dressing room is looking like. And, you know, if the building's this nice and, and I hear about the practice rink, so it, you know, it, it brings a little bit more, uh, intrigue to, to maybe, uh, an outside player coming to your team. And, uh, that's always, uh, you know, it, it's good that the fans get the experience, but, uh, also the players are, are, are maybe, uh, you know, sticking around or, or, uh, you know, coming to St. Louis because of, uh, how nice and, and how well the team is treated. Jax, it's all tied together. If the team plays well, then, uh, the fans are watching. If the fans are watching uh the league recognizes it and they offer a winter classic and you fill up that stadium and, and then the state gets on board and approves uh, the renovation project uh, it, it's just all tied together uh, and it's great what's happened here in st louis in just a short time all right jacks let's take a break for just a minute and tell you about erectile dysfunction it isn't easy usually we just brush it off or we blame ourselves saying things like i lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like i had a long work day or sorry honey I'm just not feeling it. 
But with Roman, it's easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free, two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash blues and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash blues to get a free visit online and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash blues for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash blues. Well, speaking of the team playing well on the ice, Jacks, eight in a row while you were having your man sodas with uh, Mace last night. Uh, the Blues did win four to one, and now they are uh, eight points ahead of Colorado in the West. Uh, they're just a point behind Washington uh, in the overall NHL standings. And I wanted to ask you this question. I know it's I know it's way too early, uh, but we're looking at a team right now that's 18, two and three in the Western Conference. That's a record in the Western Conference. So eight points ahead of Colorado. Uh, it's late December, still a lot of hockey to play. But is this a Blues team that could potentially run away with the West? And when I say run away, we're talking about uh, being eight, ten points out in front. You know, it's a it's a possibility. Um, you, you look at how well the Blues have played. You, you, know, you had the one stretch where they went seven in a row. Now they're, uh, you know, eight in a row. And uh, you know their their downward slides aren't all that that big. I think it was uh, you know maybe four in a row was was uh, the most that they've lost uh, uh, this year. And uh, but they just keep finding ways. Uh, you know, Bennington's been unbelievable the last couple games. Uh, Jake's been been good and and keeping them in uh, in games. But you know, finding ways even if you give up uh, a late goal to Winnipeg the other night. Uh, you know, Perron gets another. Uh, uh, OT winner and and uh, you know really just it, it just seems the way that they're playing they're playing with that confidence and it just keeps getting uh, better and uh, when your goaltending's playing well when you have the confidence and you don't really give a shit about who you're playing and 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 what the situation is they just keep playing hard and um, that's a recipe for you know success and you know being eight points up on Colorado right now uh, is a, is a pretty big gap but you know like you said it's halfway through the season there's still you know 42 games left I believe and and uh anything can happen in the NHL but uh, the Blues have set themselves up for the uh, for a good second half and uh you know they got a little cushion so you know hopefully they they can continue to uh play with that confidence and and you know get that gap uh, even further and that seems to be the thing Jack so I remember covering uh, seasons where you know every game you went into you just thought about the opponent and what the opponent does well and oh they've got this guy and their goaltenders playing really well and and you just said uh, you know the blues don't seem to care who they're playing you're talking about a good uh, winnipeg team i know they've scuffled a little bit prior to these uh, last couple games the blues have faced them uh, and the jets did come back what four times in that game uh, in winnipeg a couple days ago uh, but last night you're talking about a 1-1 game uh, the blues we're talking about finding ways to win what a terrific heads-up play by Alex Petrangelo. Gets the puck up ice. It's a one-touch by Shen to Cairo. It's on the stick of Jaden Schwartz. All of a sudden, it's 2-1. to one. 
and the Blues roll four to one. Those are the types of plays that this team is making. Now, again, you know, those things happen, bad line changes for Winnipeg. Uh, but those are the types of plays that the Blues are jumping on and uh, using to win games. Yeah, and, that, and that's the way the team plays. They play fast. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, Petro is, you know, an elite player and one of the best, uh, you know, defensemen in the league. And he, he's known right away. He's going back. He's getting that puck. He's got a, you know, a shoulder track, seeing everybody in the bench. You got Shen at the far end of the ice, just, uh, you know, screaming to get that puck. And, and uh, you know, everything is just clicking. And just the, the that whole scenario, I'm sure Bennington was, was yelling at Petro. And, and uh, you know, so it's just the way that the team is clicking together. And, and you know, the timing of Cairo, the, the awesome pass to Schwartzy and Schwartzy, uh, you know, with how well he is playing the last, uh, you know, five or six games, uh, you know, you know, puts another one home. So, no, it, it's it's really it's uh, indicative of of the the knowledge, uh, the uh, the hockey IQ that this team has, and especially the the IQ that they have together and and everybody on the same page. Jaden Schwartz uh, adds the empty netter, two goals last night, Jax. He's up to eleven points in his last six games. You know there was a lot made early in the season where he was off to another tough start uh, for the regular season. I think he probably had a redemption card because of what he did in the playoffs. Uh, last year, but still you need to produce in the regular season. Uh, Jaden Schwartz wasn't early, but he certainly is now. Yeah, well, I'd take Jaden Schwartz, what he did in the playoffs every year, if he, he's going to take <laughs> yeah. it easy in the uh, regular season. But, uh, yeah, he he's a kid. He's he's a little bit streaky, but, uh, you know, his effort is is never uh, never lost. He's uh, uh, he's the heart and soul. He kind of drives the bus. He's he's always moving. He's, he's always uh, getting his nose dirty, and sometimes he doesn't get the bounces. But uh, he's he's getting some uh, – getting rewarded for, for his hard work and uh, – you know, hopefully this the streak is uh, you know 40, uh, 45 games instead of uh, you know ten. But he's a guy that's always going to be a difference maker, whether he's uh, on the score sheet or not. So uh, for him to have success is uh, is great. Another guy I wanted to point out: uh, we don't talk too much about uh, Justin Falk, and they've moved him up to that top pairing with Alex Petrangelo. Earlier in the season, it didn't work, but Alex Petrangelo was on the left. Uh, Justin Falk on the right. Of course, both of these guys are righties, but now they've moved uh, Falk to the left side. And I don't know if it's just that he's becoming uh, more comfortable with the team or or his role on the team, but uh, playing on that left side, he looks really good with Alex Petrangelo. He was a plus three last night. That's back-to-back games, plus three for Justin Falk. Yeah, he's uh, he's looking way more comfortable. Uh, I think just with having seven uh, really good defensemen that – you know, you're kind of switching up and, and finding that chemistry uh, early on in the year, and uh, you know he looks good on that left side. He, he's he's got a good shot that he gets through. So, you know, to be able to be on his one timer and and you know be be fed that puck and uh, so he can shoot right away. But it seems like too, uh, you know, sometimes when he's walking down the half wall with that puck, he's he's opened up, and it it seems like it it kind of. Uh, uh, you know, gives him a little bit more vision and he's making some great plays and, and, you know, defending well too. So, 
you know, give him a lot of credit for, you know, coming to a new team that was, you know, basically everybody was, uh, uh, knew each other and, and he's really found, uh, found a spot and, and is playing, uh, some, some hockey that, uh, you know, Doug Armstrong really expected when he gave him that, uh, eight year deal. Hey, before we get to the new year's resolutions for the blues and, and wrap up the podcast, I want to paint a picture uh, for you last night. And I'm sure you've seen this, uh, a million times over the years in your career uh, in the post-game locker room, Alex Petrangelo holding court with about uh, six or seven reporters, and all of a sudden he hears a, kind of a baby uh, crying, and he said, "Was that my kid?" <laughs> and he he turns around and looks and sees Jim Mayer, the NHL security director, uh, holding, uh, I believe it was uh, Oliver. And of course, uh, people know that uh, Alex Petrangelo and his wife, they have triplets, uh, two boys and a girl. Uh, so at one point, Alex Petrangelo holding Oliver and Theo, the two boys while he's doing the interview. Uh, the captain uh, is, is having a good life right now. I, I know he and his wife, we wrote about it. He, he came out and, and spoke uh, with a lot of strength about having a couple of uh, miscarriages uh, earlier uh, in their relationship. But uh, now they have the triplets, and here's a guy who's in the Norris Trophy conversation. He's a Stanley Cup winner, uh, likely to get uh, named to the All-Star game today. And there he is with uh, little Oliver and, and little Theo holding him in the locker room. Yeah, that's the uh, you know put him on a Wheaties box and uh, yeah he's <laughs> he, he's uh, he, he's all set up. Uh, yeah, he's he's had uh, success. He's young. He's he's leading. Uh, you know, he he led the St. Louis Blues to a Stanley Cup. He's got his triplets. He's uh, you know he's got his beautiful uh, amazing wife and uh, yeah he's uh, he's sitting pretty. But uh, you know the kids in the locker room. That's what you always dream of. Uh, uh, of sharing that locker room and, and sharing your your career with your family and uh, you know I was able to do that with my son remembers a little bit more uh, than my daughter McKenna but uh, you know anytime you get a chance to, to have your kids in the dress room and, and see what uh, what dad does uh, uh, is pretty special. It's amazing how many kids uh, Jim Mayer has probably been a part of their life. I mean, uh, Brady and Matthew Kachuk, probably two of the, you know, names that everybody's familiar with, but not just them. I mean, every player's kids that grow up playing, you know, knee hockey there uh, outside the, the locker room, Jim Mayer has been a part of their life and uh, pretty cool to see him hand off uh, one of the little ones to Alex Petrangelo. I'm sure uh, Jim was a big help to all you guys. Oh yeah, Jimmy Mara was the best. My, uh, you know, my boy Caden always uh, went from the family room, and he was just sitting in the hallway, just waiting for Jimmy Mara to, you know, come and grab him by the hand and walk him in the dressing room uh, so he could start playing uh, playing shinny or, uh, you know, just a little knee hockey or whatever he's doing. But yeah, you, you look back, uh, you know, Jimmy's been around for. Uh, quite a few years and uh, you know the, the McInnes, uh you know boys Ryan and Carson and, and Riley and uh, you know the Kachucks the you know Dally Drake and his kids Langenbrunner Scotty Nickel all of these kids uh, you know would come running in the in the dressing room uh, with their sticks uh, you know cut off and, and ready to go so uh, yeah Jimmy Merritt does a great job uh, uh, you know he's he's the NHL security guy but uh, he deals with families and, and makes sure everybody's comfortable and and uh, my son uh, uh, has been told by him many times make sure you go to school tomorrow and or I'm coming over <laughs> to arrest you so he's, uh, he's a fun fun guy oh that's right well let's get into the New Year's resolutions and I'm sure both of us have some uh, for the blues but do we have any for ourselves you want to go first you want me to go uh, yeah, I just got to eat less. 
Oh man, <laughs> the 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 boredom is uh, is killing me. Yeah, uh, my pants are getting a little tight, so I gotta uh, I gotta slim down and uh, get in shape for this uh, alumni game uh, at Centene on the twenty third. Oh yeah, you poor thing, boohoo! Uh, the pants aren't fitting. Uh, that's right. You know, every time I we have a category like this and and I, I give uh, an answer, I, people always accuse me of getting too sappy. But hey, listen, I'm trying to be genuine with the question and, and give the best response. Uh, you know, life is busy. Life is fast. And sometimes uh, you don't get to spend as much time with your loved ones as you like. And, you know, I, I might have told you I bought the regulation hockey net for my son and, and we put it downstairs. And I'm telling you, Jax, for the past three or four days, he's just been like, can you play hockey? Can you play hockey? Can you play hockey? And a lot of times it's no, no, I got to go do this boring podcast with Jax. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> But uh, I just, I, you know, I find myself, I want to do this more is, is just telling them, you know, hey, buddy, yeah, I'll come down and play. And you just see the, the smile light up. And so, you know, it's not always possible, but uh, I'm going to try to uh, to make those memories uh, more often. Love too sappy? Thoughts with JR. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> too yeah. sappy. I've, I've tried to do that as well. Uh, you know, quit saying no and uh you know, making time and moving things around so you can say yes. So that's uh, that's a huge part. And my uh, my son got a uh, ping pong table from Santa for uh, for Christmas. So that's uh, that's a big thing that him and I do. And my daughter is a, a huge animal lover, and uh, so we uh, were involved actually in a uh, rescue ranch just over in uh, in Illinois. It's called Randy's Rescue Ranch, which actually. Uh, just two nights ago, uh, there was a house fire there oh. and their main, main house that, uh, uh, hospice dogs, uh, live in, uh, burned down. So, uh, we're, uh, you know, we get back to St. Louis here in the next couple of days, we're going to be out there and, and trying to help and, and, uh, you know, kind of assess the damage and, and get things going, uh, the right way. So if anybody wants to check that out, uh, Randy's, uh, Randy's rescue ranch and, uh, definitely, uh, in need of donations and, uh, and, and some volunteers. So. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. Help out, uh, if you can, um, you know, we both have a boy and a girl, so you have uh, Caden asking you to uh, play ping pong. I got Eli asking about uh, hockey. I try to do as much with my daughter, too, uh, Georgia, uh, but uh, there's a place where I draw the line. Have you been asked to paint your nails yet? Do you draw the line there? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't do that. I've uh, I've had makeup uh, many years ago when my daughter uh, – didn't really uh, understand that uh, dad didn't wear makeup but uh, <laughs> yeah the uh, the the nails being painted is something that she will not do <laughs> that's right well what about these uh, st louis blues uh, things are going well i mean this is if you want to compare it to you know somebody's life this is the fit and trim uh, money in the bank stocks are doing well everything's going well what can we find that this team needs to do better uh, in 2020. I'll just throw one out there uh, and I don't have the stats to back it up in front of me. It just seems like something that's uh, plagued them uh, for a number of years, even when they won the Stanley Cup is they play terrific against the top teams in the league. They really get up for them. But sometimes, sometimes uh, they stoop down to the level of the inferior teams and sometimes find themselves chasing and even losing those games. So I think down the stretch, they do have a cushion with the points, that eight game uh, lead on on Colorado, uh, but they're going to have to play well against the uh, inferior teams, I believe, the rest of the season. Yeah, you're right. Uh, get wins uh, uh, and, and play your best hockey every game, and it's hard to do, but, yeah, uh, get those wins against teams that are below you, uh, which, you know, you got 
30 other teams that are below you, but they're 29. So, uh, yeah, they, they definitely have to play better against uh, the weaker teams. And and uh, and then mine is, uh, for them, is is stay healthy. Uh, they've had, uh, you know, a couple really big injuries already this year, and, and you know, we're going to have injuries. But uh, hopefully when they have them, it's, it's not the long-term, uh, you know, six to eight to, f- you know, four to six months that uh, – were uh, uh, we've seen already this year. Yeah, hopefully they have those out of their system, right? <laughs> they had a number of those. I know injuries are part of the game, but you know, four or five long-term, week-to-week, month-to-month uh, injuries, that's a lot for a team to swallow. Uh, but this team has done it. An injury update since we're talking about that, Jax. Uh, Sammy Blay, Carl Gunnarsson were both skating with the team. The past couple days, uh, Blay, of course, had the wrist uh, surgery, took a spill, too, and looked like he landed on that wrist and shook it off here in practice, but seems to be okay. And then Carl Gunnarsson has an arm injury, but it looks like uh, he could be back, you know, relatively soon. So this group does uh, appear to be getting healthy, uh, which is a real good sign. Yeah, uh, that's a great sign when you see uh, injured players uh, uh, practicing with the team. We know Sammy is uh, just getting his cast off uh, in the next couple of days or, or has just gotten it off. So uh, it's going to be about strength with him. Uh, the atrophy in the in the wrist is, uh, it, it, you know, really uh, takes a lot out of your strength. So it'll be him, uh, you know, practicing with tape and just getting stronger and, and letting that uh, that bone heal after his surgery. Anything anything else you can think of? Uh, players always like days off, but I don't know that they could, uh, New Year's resolution, ask for more days off. Craig Bruby seems to give them a pretty cushy schedule. Yeah, no, uh, you know, and they deserve it. They they work their butt off. Uh, they give everything they got in every game, and they get their days off. So they're going to have the all-star break coming up. Uh, uh, a lot of guys will, you know, go to warmer uh, – uh, warmer climates and uh, you know just hopefully nobody comes back with too bad of a, uh, a sunburn <laughs> so those are our new year's resolutions for the blues uh, just play better against some of those teams uh, bottom of the barrel and uh, get healthy as they look to get sammy blay back and potentially vladimir tarasenko uh, also you have the uh, the trade deadline february 24th we'll see how the blues look leading into that uh, maybe one of the new year's resolutions is for doug armstrong to uh, to make a move but we'll have to see at this point in time it sure doesn't look like the Blues need anything. They've won eight in a row, and uh, they look uh, terrific. They will be back out on the ice New Year's Eve, tomorrow night, Tuesday, against the Arizona Coyotes, followed up by a trip to Colorado, and then wrap that up with Vegas. Uh, Jax, you're not going to believe this, but uh, we pick and choose some of our road games, and uh, I'm choosing to go to Vegas. Oh, wow. That's, that's a shocker. <laughs> um, you know, you, I might have to uh, come and maybe we'll do a podcast out there and uh, interview people on the strip and just see what uh, what their favorite place is. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, thanks, Jax. Uh, this was fun. We got the All-Star announcements coming out at 2 o'clock today. Look for a few of the Blues to be named to that team, and, and St. Louis will get a look at uh, all the players who are coming to town on January 26. For Barrett Jackman, this is Jeremy Rutherford, and this was Episode 26 of the We Went Blues podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later in the week. Mm-hmm.